is a bloom Shoots up through the stony ground Well, good evening. It's a Wednesday night, and that means it's podcast night. It's too rare in this town, you're out of luck And the reason that you had to care, the traffic is stuck Yes, it's time for... I can't believe it. Football, by the hell. Well, you heard the man. It's time for football. Bloody hell. The traffic is stuck. And you're not moving anywhere. You thought you found a friend. To take you out of this place. Someone you can lend. The gang are all here. We're here to discuss all the latest football topics. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to Football Bloody Hell. Uh, I'm sorry we're a little bit late because I had a little nod. I can't help that, but I was just sitting there watching the news and suddenly thought, oh my God, we're past six o'clock and I should be on air. So, uh, apologies to uh, my fellow guests. And we will start with a legend, scored the second goal in the, uh, was it 2-0 or was it 2-1? I can't remember, 2-0, wasn't it, Ed? In the um, Sheffield United? Yeah, yeah, 2-0. it was, yeah. Yeah, Ed Epson, um, now of... Uh, Newport County, but formerly, of course, of Yeovil and Bristol Rovers. Good evening, Ed. How you doing? Nice to see you. And you, mate. Nice to, nice to you, have you on the show. We can't see you, you. but uh, that's no great loss. Um, anyway, uh, Rick, hello. 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 And Gladys, Hilda, are you here? Yeah, all here, mate. We're all here, ready to go. All right, there's no need to rub it in. Tosspot. Um, okay, well, let's start by, shall we start talking about the, uh, what should we call it, the collapse of Arsenal? They're certainly not doing very well, are they? Well, say something, somebody. Do you want me to kick off? Yeah, um, you kick off. Well, we, we spoke about this last week, didn't we? That, um, you know, we're, we're not quite sure what Arsenal really are now when you look at their lineup, and you've got... Uh, who are their two main centre backs at the moment? It's Pablo Mari and Rob Holding. I mean, what? You, you you go down um, the um, the list of teams in the Premier League, and you sort of once you if you look at the team that finished about twelfth, which I think was Newcastle United last season, and they've got Lascelles and um, and Clark, and you look at it and you think, is that arguably a stronger? defensive partnership as a two and then you keep going down the league and you just you just look at their team and just on paper at least um they do look like exactly what they are so i mean well yeah exactly i mean i'm not really sure what arteta is supposed to do with the with the cards that he's got but at the same time he's had a little bit of time now and that's pretty much you know his squad and that's what he's brought in and you know that's that's um, that's how they've been been left with it at the moment. But it certainly, from what I saw of it yesterday, they didn't really look like laying a glove on Chelsea uh, whatsoever. And it was kind of a pretty routine result, wasn't it? I don't think anyone was expecting anything else. No, I don't. When you play so. Chelsea, it's it's one of them games where do they expect to beat Chelsea anyway? They're only annoyed because of their start to the season, I think. You know, two two nil to Chelsea's no just you know, you're not playing one of the lesser Premier League teams, you're playing someone going for the title. You've lost two nil to them. It's not a it's not a massive issue, but the issue is that the previous what's gone before that. I suppose that's the icing on the cake. But I can't see them getting rid of Arteta. Oh, I can. No chance. Can you? Yeah, I can. I've already seen some rumours that oh, Porto, Porto, Porto has arrived. I'm sorry, but I was late and I didn't receive the, the, the notification. Uh, so, 
Well, you're here now, old dog. Um, you know everybody except I don't expect you. To, you don't know Ed Upson, who was uh, with us before you arrived. Sorry, after you left, rather. Um, but Ed Ed went on to Bristol Rovers and he's at Newport now. But Ed was here. Ed scored the second goal in the um, in the playoff semi final against Sheffield United. Okay. So say hello. Pleasure to meet you. Hello. And you, Hugo. Hello. Hugo is our European correspondent, you see. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I was I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted by our European correspondent, um, I have seen Conte, uh, and, and is it Antonio Conte? His name's yep. being linked with um, with Arsenal already, so I, I, I think he will, or could or would, will get the sack personally. I see Conte taking it. Well, it's not exactly his type of game. He usually likes a, a more successful team, doesn't he? But nonetheless, uh, you know, I mean... It can change the styles. <laughs> yeah, it would be. But, <coughs> but I mean, Ian Wright absolutely savaged them yesterday. He really laid into them and saying they're, they're, you know, they're very, very poor. So, uh, I don't know. What do you think, Rick? I think it's quite incredible, the job that Arteta's done. They've spent the most money this summer and actually got worse. Yeah. That's quite that's quite an achievement, but I think we said we said last week they've basically got three three players that are worth anything, and the rest rest of them are just make weights, and certainly not up to maintaining what Arsenal fans expect, which is quite funny. Well, it is, but uh, I mean, what what's gone wrong with Obangawang or Wang or whatever his name is? Well, didn't the two of them have COVID? Pardon? <laughs> what was that? I think the two of them had COVID, didn't they, the first week of the season? Oh, did they? Mm. And then Arteta came out and said it was illness. Well, if you're going to be ill at the moment, there's no prizes for guessing what it is. But then having said that, Rick, there was a lot of talk about Aubameyang obviously signing his new contract. And since he signed his new contract... It's gone um, missing. Compared to, compared to what he did up to the FA Cup final and then the year after. I mean, it's chalk and cheese. It's completely non-existent last season there might be different reasons for that but I think Arsenal after the money that they've uh, invested in him and getting that tying that new contract down I think they would have been a little bit disappointed with the return that they got from it uh, certainly last season well they haven't had a return have they really I mean he's been absolutely oh yeah exactly missing in action mm. well it's interesting that uh, they are in such a mess and um and so early on, because they've got... Is it Manchester City they've got next week or Liverpool? Yeah, so, they've got City on Saturday. So that's, that's they're going to lose that, aren't they, for sure? So that'll be bottom of the table, three played, no points. That's pretty serious from an Arsenal perspective, I would have thought. Because that'll, that'll go over the international break as well, won't it? So they'll, yeah. they'll have an extra 10 days to think about their situation. Yeah. No, I, I can see him going, mate. I really can. Sorry, Ed, but I can. No, don't apologise to me. Well, no, you don't oh, support no, no. anyway. I mean, oh, by the way, lads, just just to sort of, uh, it's a good job Hugo arrived because otherwise you were three to one in in favour of Man United. I'm afraid tonight, so uh, <laughs> which would have really really uh, been interesting, Hilda. Oh, I was I was going to ask actually what um, if um, Ed was going to. Um, Reveal his uh, Premier League allegiances this evening or yeah. not? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Man United. I love Man United. Good man. That was the last time I, I cried at a football match or watching a football match was when uh, Solskjaer scored a treble winning goal. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people around who did that. Uh, yeah. Last time I cried at United was when I saw Matic in the side on Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't get any better, does he? But then again, neither they say. Guys, they say never meet your heroes, and I used to have a lot of love for Ed Upson and what he did for Yeovil Town Football Club. But that makes it a little bit harder. Gone off a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I tell you what, Martial, he's got to go. He is absolutely (laughs) useless. Didn't you think? I mean, did you watch it? Martial or De Gea? Adrian, which one do you want to go first? Well, I don't know. Oh, I thought De Gea had a good game from what I saw well, of it. I think you've got three that need to go. De Gea, Matic and Martial, frankly. 
Uh, I think they're Phil all Jones and Jesse Lingard. There's a lot of work to be done. Yeah, still. all right, but the, those three that I named are the worst ones, and they're more regularly in the team than the other two are. I mean, most people have forgotten Phil Jones, haven't they? Let's be honest. Well, Varane hasn't because he wouldn't let him have his number four. No, it was a bit petty, wasn't it? Because he's bound to be on his bike soon. He can't stay much longer. So, um, so come on, then, Abe. Did you think it was a foul on uh, Fernandez? Yes, I certainly did. He was like a blooming <laughs> battering ram taking him out. What did you think then? I mean, the silence says I mean, it all. I, yes, you did. No, I, mean, I, I mean, I didn't think. I mean, to be fair, I didn't think there was a lot in it. But I do also appreciate that if it had been, if it had led to a goal being scored against Liverpool, of course I would be, you know, annoyed about it. But. Um, it brings on to the bigger point this weekend where it, all the talk has been about letting the game flow and how both Klopp and um, Ollie were on the same side, which is very unusual this weekend, talking about how the game's going backwards, about how they're letting it flow too much and not protecting the players. Um, possibly that was a, um, um, a nice um, example of it there for want of a better term. What do you think, Hugo? You haven't had much to say. You've been very quiet. Yeah, because I didn't saw the games this weekend. I was off. It was my birthday, <laughs> so I went off oh. in the weekend. But uh, my, my my preference to the Premier League is lesser city because we are the underdogs. Everyone is Manchester United or City. or So I will be fan from Leicester City and I I will bet in Liverpool to win the, champ, the, the, the Premier League. Oh, wash anyway, your mouth out with nice soap and water. Jeez. No, no, seriously. Yes, I bet in Liverpool. I don't think City is so strong this year. I'd so agree with that. In my opinion, with, with the return of Van Dijk, Liverpool will will have a, a big boost and it will be a different team from the last season. So, count with them. The well, return of Van Dijk, has he been somewhere? No one's mentioned anything. Yeah, but he, he was... he was or something? <laughs> was he? No one mentioned it. Uh, uh, Man United, oh. he celebrated celebrate the, the return the, of Varane, and I don't think Varane is so good. I think Varane is a regular central back, and Van Dijk is a fantastic central back. So, oh, what a that's controversial on this podcast. No, and that's it's true. <laughs> I don't, don't know. I think, I think Van Dyke's better than Varane. I think that's a, I think you can say that even I mean, if you I support agree. Man United. I agree, but I don't think the others will. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think what you'll find is that you know, I, I don't think Varane is the sort of player that people have been, unless you happen to support Man United and know that we were interested in him, that he would sort of particularly attract attention. I think he was quite effective at Real Madrid, but, you know, he was just, he went about his business. He did the job. He, no fuss, palaver, he just did it. But now they're going to start looking at him and, and all right, they're going to say, well, who is this Moran? What is he? I used good? to they're... see Real Madrid and he, he's not a class player. Uh, Far well, away. We'll see. You will see City have uh, Ruben Diaz that make a fantastic season last season. Uh, uh, Liverpool has Van Dijk. Varane is not near that two guys. Well, proof of the pudding of being the eating at the end of the season, won't it? We'll see. We'll see. But you will have another problem that is Pogba because he's playing a lot now, but we'll see how, the, how will be the season. If you don't, uh, you don't uh, have a new contract, and you don't well, want a new contract with Manchester United. So. I, t I tell you what, he will have a new contract, and I'll tell you why. Because on uh, uh, internet tonight, I see that, and I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's something like Kamavanga is virtually certain to go to PSG. Well, if he yeah. goes to PSG, that takes Pogba's place away with PSG, and he's got nowhere to go. So, yeah, but I don't forget that this is a free player, and a player like him, free, all the clubs, the big clubs, will have a look on him. Yeah, but Real they will try it. They won't be able to afford his wages. Come on, I don't know. No, who I don't else? Know. Who else? Yeah. Barcelona and Real Madrid certainly can't afford his wages because they're skinned anyway. So, who, if, who's if, if it was like that? 
he already signed a new contract with Manchester United and they didn't sign. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But I think you'll find the thing with um, the thing with Barcelona and Real Madrid is, yeah, they've got money problems, but you you just don't see it lasting very long. There'll be a way round it or something. Barcelona will put money on. They're not going to go bust in the next like eighteen. Uh, 18 months two years there'll be some sort of injection from government or something and they'll be they'll be back round again which is frustrating but that just seems to be the way it works yeah but that might take a while at which time Pogba's got to make a make a decision now he could say well no I'll hang it out and see if I can get a better contract elsewhere but if there's nobody particularly at the front of the queue he might say well 400 grand for Man United a week I think I'll stay where I am so especially are you a Pogba fan, AD? Well, I am. If he plays like he has the last two games, yes. But if he just mm-hmm. pisses about all the time, no, I'm not. Um, but he certainly seems to have pulled his finger out of late, doesn't he? So he does out of contract, doesn't he, in the summer? Well, yeah. But, you know, I mean, yeah, I thought he was really brilliant against um, Leeds. And, you know, he, he showed flashes of it against... Um, Southampton, so yeah, I think he's all right. Yeah, but imagine that you are in the end of the season and you are fighting for the Premier League and you still haven't a contract signed. So, how will be? How will be in the side the team with the, the, the lads and everything? He's a, he's a major player to Manchester United. And how will be the, the atmosphere around him in the club, for example? Well, I don't know. I can't really comment on atmosphere in, in club dressing rooms because I'm not a professional footballer like you guys, but. Uh, I think you'll find he's pretty well in with Ollie. Ollie will pave the way, and I, I think he'll he'll sign. I really do. But we'll we'll see. We'll see. But uh, you know, I better look at my list now. See what else we're going to talk about. Messi did PSG. What about that? He's done it now. Yeah, he's, he's gone. Gonna go. Hey, <laughs> sorry. Put your hand up. Um, what do you think, Ed? Do you think you know? Do you think that'll be a success? Yeah, no doubt. And he's the best player in the world. Probably the best player it's ever been, in my opinion. I mean, that's stretching it a bit, isn't it? Well, I don't think it is, AD. I don't think it is, mate. Well, what what about, what about Cristiano for a start? No, no. I can't get my head around that argument. I love Ronaldo, but Messi's more than that. Ronaldo, I heard someone say... Um, that you could train to do what Ronaldo does, but you can't train to do what Messi does. Mm. And that, that stuck with me. He's something special. He's untouchable. He's on this pure talent, pure genius. Well, he, you, you must be no, member number two in the Lionel Messi uh, fan club then, by the sound of it. Who's number one? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It isn't me. Um, I, think he, <laughs> I, I think he's too old, personally, but, well, you know. Yeah, but not in the not in the French league aid. He'll be his age will not matter playing in League One, mm. not at all. He'll, I still wouldn't be surprised if he got thirty thirty five goals plus. For I don't Paris think his age in would all playing in any league. Mm-hmm. Well, he is so probably worked out well for the, get a couple of years out of it. Just just an interesting point too that uh, so Messi went. Um, Pogba could or could not go um, Harry Kane wants to go uh, Lewandowski now decides he wants to go do you think that this is a, a what's, what's the word a conspiracy if you like by all the top agents including that um, Minola or whatever his name is to just to get is more the money run, is the run for the money and the age they have yeah. if they don't run now it's finished. Lewandowski is 32, 33 years old. He had the best, the best season of his career last season. So if you don't take an advantage now, no one, no one will pick him after this. The Lewandowski one, Hugo, I thought was a strange one because we're getting towards like running out of time. So I'm like, why say now? Surely you would want to say it because it was all about, you know, if it's 
um, if it seemed to be true about wanting a new challenge and all that kind of stuff. I, I Even if you're, if you're agent, surely you want it to be a little bit before that so you can actually get something sorted out. I don't know if it's something about Eric Kane because the way City are trying to buy Eric Kane and looking for a striker, maybe he's thinking Tottenham will, will not sell Eric Kane and I have that opportunity to do a big contract in the big league. It's the only explanation that I have because... If he didn't say anything so far, and now that we are almost ending the, the, the transfer window, why he came now to speak about that? Because Harry Kane, is, everyone is speaking about Harry Kane a month or a month and a half, that he's going to City, City's talking about him, but nothing happens. And City definitely needs a striker. And which one is best than Lewandowski at the moment? Bayern will want too much money for his age and what he's got left on his contract for him to realistically go anywhere this summer. Yeah, but that Would seems that be to be fair? the ploy that they've all got, isn't it? You know, that you've got, uh, what's his name, Daniel Levy saying, no, no, it's 150 million or nothing. And, and I expect yeah. uh, Minola or whoever, Harry Kane's agent, is rubbing his hands and thinking, oh, there's another 10 million for me on the end of this. And Bayern Munich are probably saying the same. I mean, you know, I just wonder whether they've all sort of said, well, why don't we all get together? We could, we could, you know, if Harry Kane can move and make that sort of money, then why can't I? And Well, there's also a problem, Aid, that for no fault of some of these players as well, but there, I was listening to a podcast last week, but some of these players that have been there and done it, and then because of the wages they've been put on and what fee they demand, players like Gareth Bell, to an extent, and Philip Coutinho, that... They've been priced out of the game because they're on too much money. And when their age comes into play now, no one's going to want to pay the wages that they're on. There's a lot of players that just won't be able to move and are stuck, like you say, because the money's just too much. And I think that's where football's got to be careful now, that there's a lot of transfers that just simply can't happen because there's too many players that are just on far too much for what they're worth. Well, of course, in the case of Pogba, I mean, if if Pogba does sign a, a new contract for United, uh, I mean, I think that means he will definitely stay because, as like you say, every year he gets older, uh, he's going to be he's going to be priced out of the market, isn't he? If he's on four hundred grand a week, I mean, God, it's too much. It's, it's crazy. too much. Yeah, I no agree. one deserves to win that. No, he's no. unbelievable the way the things are going, and the clubs will suffer in the future. You see clubs like Barcelona, huge clubs, that now have to release the biggest star they have because they don't have money to pay to the rest of the guys. Because it's too much money. The players are, are living in a the, in the different world now that is not our world. Yeah, well, you were on 350 grand a week when you were at Yeovil, mate, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Almost the same of Messi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and what they are looking for is the, the, the end of the contract. And the, instead of the club receive for the transfer, they always receive a fee to sign a new contract because they are going free. And well, the, the player are going, but the club, st- the, the club stays and don't receive anything. Just want to be a little bit self-indulgent here. Ed, tell us, tell us about your exit from Yeovil. And, and, you know, what's happened to you since? Because we've obviously, uh, you know, you've not been around at Yeovil for a while now. Um, you know, what's been happening? Well, first of all, why did you leave Yeovil? Was it purely a question that they didn't offer you a decent contract or what? Um, well, we all came in on deadline day. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, well, a good contract compared to what I was on at Yeovil. Yeah. Um, and a big club. You know, I can. I don't feel like I could turn it down. Right. Um, it was. I sort of felt like I was ready at that point for maybe a new challenge. Um, What's your name, Robert and, Lewandowski? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wish I was on his money. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what was what was before you move on though? What was what was Millwall like? You know, I mean, we all we all sort of heard about Millwall. You know, it's a dodgy place to go and all this sort of thing. Um, what was it like playing for them? Um, if it was going well, excellent. Uh, and if it weren't going well, it was tough because um, you could get some stick there. Yeah. 
you could you could take some serious stick. But um, like I said, if, if, if it's going well, it's unbelievable because the atmosphere was, was ridiculous. And and when it was when it was good times, it was really good. When it was bad times, it was really bad. There was sort of no in between, really. Yeah, I sort yeah. of felt. Did you go through any periods of getting um, stick? Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but <laughs> I've got stick. You know, as a footballer, you're not going to go through your career and not be getting battered at some point. So it's just have to take it on the chin. Yeah, all of it. Well, you were well prepared. Obviously, having dealt with Gary Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Yeah, I, I love Gary. Um, we, we had a, a little falling out at the end, but nothing. Nothing too much, really. No. Well, it was no. only the. It was only what was it? The first half at Sheffield. At Sheffield, wasn't it? Um, what in the? Yeah, yeah. In the championship, though, because um, he uh, he come out to me and said um, something about me not meeting expectations. This is after I'd moved. All oh, right. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, I missed that. Yeah. Well, at that point, in, in, I was the club's top goal scorer. Right. So it was a bit. You know, and then and then when I signed for Millwall, I wasn't. Our next game was Yeovil away, oh. and um, it was put into the contract that I couldn't play against them. Yeah, which was an interesting one because usually you do that if you go on loan, but not if you sign somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, that must have said something about his uh, his genuine thoughts for you then. Possibly, that's up to you. That's <laughs> up yeah. to you, Ad. Yeah. Well, um, I, but I loved my time at Yeovil. Absolutely loved it. Really, really loved it. Loved everything about it. Yeah, it gave me a chance when I, when I needed one, and and what we what we achieved there as a, as a club was unbelievable. Off the scale, when you when you look at teams that, that go to the championship now, and you think you yeah. over in there at one point and competing as well, we we weren't getting battered every week. No, no. Um, but so uh, when I look was, back, I look back at Yeovil as one of our best times for sure. But it was Terry Skimmerton that signed you, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Terry Simon. Yeah. Um So after Millwall then you, you you moved on to Bristol, is that right? No, I went to MK Dons after Oh yeah, I missed that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I spent a couple of years. So I spent two and a half seasons at Millwall, two seasons at MK Dons, three seasons at Rovers and then I'm at Newport County. So what what was so, uh, MK I'm Dons a... like? Yeah, it was Sorry? season. What was that? Sorry, I was just saying I can't believe so much time has passed since that Yeovil season when you say two years here, three years there. It's depressing. It is depressing. <laughs> it is depressing. It's depressing for me, I'll tell you that. Oh, you wait till you get to my age then, pal. That's all I can say. <laughs> uh, so, so what was MK Don's like then? Yeah, that was good. Um, I know there's a, there's a bit of a thing between Yeovil and Carl Robinson, but um, I always got on really well with Carl Robinson, but he's a great manager. And I was just disappointed I didn't spend longer with him because when I got there, he left after about three months, yeah. three or four months. So that was disappointing because I was I wanted to go there and play the sort of football that he was playing at the time, which was total soccer, keep ball, and and it didn't it didn't last very long, and it was a tough period after that. Yeah, um, yeah. So that who was it after them? That was was it then Bristol Rovers. Yeah, then Bristol Rovers, and then we had three years. We had one, we had the first season where um, we sort of were comfortable in the end. It was a bit touch and go at Christmas. We weren't doing well by then. Um, then we had a great end to the season. We had a great start to the next season. And I, I think with the way the season ended, with the whole points per game thing, I think we would have had a, we would have definitely been in the playoffs and would have had a shot going up. But obviously the season ended um, after our mad run that we went on when our manager left um, it's been a topsy-turvy time there and then obviously last season was awful mm. yeah really bad um, and it doesn't seem to at the start of this season it doesn't seem to have changed to be honest no. from what I've seen result wise did you play at any stage under um, what's his name I've forgotten his name now Joey Barton yeah 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 what was he like to play um, under yeah, he was, he was he was fine. You know, he's, he's got a reputation that comes across, uh, sort of comes out in the press and and stuff like that. But one to one, he's he's absolutely fine. He's quite a, 
quite down to earth, quite a sound sort of bloke. Um, but you sort of read, you read some sound bites and that, and, and this guy's got a reputation that, that precedes him, and um, it's a lot of stick. Yeah. Well, I, I must admit, I had a, a sort of a what's the word a um, uh, a dalliance. I think is the right word. I don't know with him at, at Yeovil when, in in the. Um, in in the tunnel is that Carl Rick? What is the word? You know what I'm trying to say. Just an encounter or something. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I, I haven't got time to look up dalliance, but anyway, whatever it is, it doesn't have to sound sordid. No, no, well, it wasn't. I found him very nice. I have to say, he was he was extremely good. There was there was these three um, young little lads, you know, waiting to go out and do their bit as as ball boys. And uh, no, I thought he was all right actually, and you know he's quite intelligent because he came on question time or whatever, didn't he? And he he held his head up mm-hmm. very well on that. So no, I thought he was a a, a word for yourself. No, I thought he was okay. I have to say, I I thought he was a pleasant enough guy. So um, now you're at Newport, then Ed. Um, how's life at Newport? Good. Yeah, we've had a, a brilliant start. We won three out of four games. Yeah. Um, Beat it switch away in the cup. Uh, it's, yeah, it's been a great start. Yeah. I'm really enjoying it, to be honest with you. All oh, right. I feel um, got a new lease of life, eight. So I yeah. Feel... And uh, how do you get along with Matty Dolan? Good. Yeah, but he's injured at the moment, which is a shame. But is he? Looking forward to sparking that partnership back up. Yeah, definitely. What are you doing in your car, the little dog? Well, I was saying. I've got two Littmans, H, haven't I? And it's crazy in the house at the moment. Ah. You won't be able to hear me. If ah. I was inside, you won't be able to hear me. Ah, that's fair enough. Well, Hugo's got two Littles as well, I think. Is it two or three? Two, isn't it? Uh-huh. Two daughters, yeah? Two, two, two girls, yeah. yeah. Twins. How old? Uh, they're going to do six in September. Okay. Were they twins then? They must have been. Yeah, they're twins. Yeah. That's why they're the same age, Adrian. No, is that right, Rick? That's good of you to point that yeah. out. I would have missed that otherwise. I would you did have missed... look like you were struggling. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, thank you for that little uh, recap, Edward. That was good to hear. Um, you know, it's good to have you on the show anyway, more than anything else. But uh, uh, we didn't mention Chelsea in all of this uh, chat about the Premier League. What do what we think? Because I think Chelsea... I mean, I know it's only one game, but he did score and he looked pretty dynamic. I still really can't understand why Ollie let him go. Um, what about Chelsea, lads? Do we think they're going to be able to do anything? Yeah, I think they'll be they'll be up there, mate. Um, like we touched on last, um, not last season, last week. That I think Lukaku certainly looks like that he's the missing piece um, of that squad. We spoke before, didn't we, about how many strikers Chelsea have had under Roman Abramovich and we listed a lot of them that didn't really um you know have not really um made any impact at Sanford Bridge whatsoever there's only been a few that have with your Drogba and Nelka the two sort of main ones that spring to mind so I think Lukaku was definitely gonna fit that bill in terms of the Lukaku they're getting now and it seems like that he's particularly Hungry for success back at Stamford Bridge. He's been doing interviews over the weekend about how his love for the club has always been there and he's always had unfinished business, etc. And you're never really too sure what to make of comments like that. But so far, opening game, he's been able to back that up. Not just with his goal, but his all-round play. He was basically bullying the Arsenal defence, wasn't he? I mean, he could have had two or three more quite easily. But I certainly think that... Chelsea under Tuchel and with Lukaku in the side, they're going to go close, definitely. Mm, I must admit, well, I I think if United don't, then Chelsea will. But um, I still obviously have hope, hope and faith in the Reds to do it. But it, I mean, it's going to be tight because your lot are going to be there, Hilda for sure. Um, City, I suppose, so. reluctantly will be around, but it depends really. I mean. I, I agree with Ed. I mean, I don't think they've looked all right. They did yesterday, well, Saturday, but I mean, five nil against Norwich is not that difficult. I wouldn't have thought. Um, but against Leicester, they didn't look that good. I didn't think. And uh, who was their first game? Oh, Tottenham, and they lost that. So mm. uh, you know, I, I, I think it's going to be the, the obvious candidates, but uh, with maybe the emphasis on United and Chelsea rather than the other three. 
but we'll see. One good one good thing is if it is a genuine title race and there's four of them involved in it, then the points total to win it will be less. Yeah. Because they'll all be taking points off each other. Yeah. It's not going to be a runaway like it was with the, the bin dippers in City before. Well no. that's where well that's where you boys have got to improve, isn't it? And where you hope that, you know, if you want to get over the line that generally speaking the your results against the lesser teams is not that bad. But when you go to a Chelsea or a Liverpool or, or City, well, City not so much because you seem to do really well against City. I'm sure yeah. I was reading it seems against the, the bigger games that probably where you need to start taking more points from to sort of stay up it's there. Is that silly, it's dropping silly that points. No, that's completely wrong because it's dropping the silly points against the lower half. Yeah, losing the, the Sheffield United all, all at all home. You, yeah, Ollie's got a good record against all the other uh, major so coaches. I'll have to find the Just... big six table against each other. But okay, that's fair enough. I've got that the wrong way round. <laughs> there you go. Oh, there you go. There you go. But just You're just, go, just going back to United a minute. Can can anybody tell me what is the point of spending 114 million pounds or thereabouts on uh, two players? And then played Martial uh, and and Matic, or, or I mean, I just couldn't get my head around that at all on uh, on on Saturday, Sunday, whenever it was. Rick, no, no, that's one for the pros because it doesn't make any sense to me. All oh, right, so you, you, you agree <laughs> with me then, Sancho? Yeah, I mean, Sancho. keeping the new signings on the on the bench head and, and going back to Matic and. Whoever. Yeah, yeah, it is an interesting one. There's always a reason. There's always maybe something in the background, maybe something was said in training, maybe he wasn't 100%. There'll mm. be a reason. It can't just be because he thinks that the two he played are better than those two. Because what's the point, like you said, what's the point in bringing the other two in? Yeah, you might as well keep so, your money. They'll, 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 yeah, exactly. So there'll be some sort of reason behind the scenes that you'll probably never hear about. Maybe mm. a little nigger, or I don't know. I don't know, but it doesn't make sense, like you're saying. But, I mean, it, it should be interesting this Saturday because presumably, uh, I mean, Cavani seems to keep fairly fit anyway. You know, they've had a complete week's training now, plus a little, maybe the other odd day or two. Um, I would have thought they'd put him straight back into the side, wouldn't you? Makes sense. Well, Greenwood's yeah. undroppable. Yeah, no, exactly he is. But, I mean, Martial's very droppable <laughs> on his head, hopefully. But, um you know well I just think he's so poor the, the, the bloke just he just doesn't look like he's interested he doesn't look like he is wants that, is to that play that player that you really really want to do well but never actually has that last step he's got everything there and for some reason it doesn't click hmm. for, a, for a long enough period he has two or three good games then he goes missing for the rest of the season yeah no I agree I, mean, I, I just and, and Ed, what do you think about Van der Beek? Why don't they play him? <sighs> to be honest, I've I, I never seen enough of him. I don't know how good he is. I didn't see him play before he came to United. And obviously, I haven't seen him play really at United. So I couldn't even tell you how good he is. I know that one. But, go on. It's because he, the role he played at Ajax is the same position as Fernandez and, to a lesser extent, Pogba. And he's already got those two in the team. He's not going to get in the team ahead of them at the moment. And that apparently is the reason why. He's got to be a bit patient. He's not going to. He's not going to nudge either of them out of the team. No, but no, then again, no come, don't they? I mean, there could be injuries or suspensions or something further down the line, and he's just got to bide his time and take his opportunity when he gets it. Really. Yeah. Yeah, but I think those two have done enough to. Oh, even yeah. if Bender beat done well, I can't see him staying in the team. No, they've done. They've done enough historically to come straight back in other thought so really it comes down to whether they can find a, a different role different position within the team that's uh, not going to clash with Fernandez and and Pogba which is going to be very difficult isn't it yeah. or if he's happy to do what he's doing and be back up hmm well I speak hey, he he oh oh I don't I don't know actually I don't know that one I missed that what was that how old is he and the back, I don't know, he's not that old, is he? 23, isn't he? 23, 24? He's probably not happy sitting on the bench then at that point. No, probably desperate to play. Well, you wouldn't, would you? 
Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Best view in the house. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, then, yeah. <laughs> it's understandable if you've got if you say that Pogba and Fernandez are in the way of him, but then if he get if he sees Jesse Lingard coming on and running about and being ineffectual, that's got to get on his nerves a little bit. I would have thought if you're behind Lingard in the queue. Yeah, and where does that stand? Do we keep Lingard? Do you reckon, or do we sell him? Not if there's a bid. You'll you'll sell him, I think. I don't I don't think there'll be I think Tom, maybe Ed will be best place to tell us this, but when um being involved in a deadline day uh should we call it a saga, Ed? I don't know if it was a saga. <laughs> but that seems to be what how they drag these things out as that you you know, imagine that you just you, you don't really know what's gonna happen on deadline day and then as soon as you get the call, um you're off somewhere else. It'd be interesting to see what Ed's could tell us about the um, how deadline day works and whether you know you turn up for training and then before you know it you you're on the phone and you're out the door. Before I do come to you on that, Ed, I just want to go back to the table of last season because I didn't think I got this wrong, but it's amazing about perception because apparently Man United were fifth last season in the league table between the big six, so that's interesting. Oh, stand corrected. Yeah, but I think but, it was it but yeah, was, it was Manchester City who we did well against, and maybe maybe some of the other yeah, clubs we did. Yeah, there who there are two points, uh, two wins, which I'm assuming against City, uh, five draws. So to be fair, well, the Liverpool, not a lot. The Liverpool of win was in the cup, wasn't it? So that sort of distorts it. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, it's interesting when you sort of look at it like that. But yeah, I was just interested to see um, from a. Um, footballing perspective, Ed, how transfer deadline day works, really, and how quickly everything can change? Uh, well, it was as quick for me as I was training in the morning at the Oval, uh, and my agent rang and said, we, look, we've had a call, um, pack a bag and go to London, because you might be going to Millwall. Um, so I sat in his office in London in the afternoon. So I trained at, say, 10 o'clock, and I was sat in his office in London at about 2 o'clock. You must have broken the speed wait. limit. What's that? I said you must have broken the speed limit. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we just sat in his office all afternoon, basically, just wait, waiting whilst Yeovil and Mill spoke to each other and negotiated. And then it was, it was I think I signed it about was it half six, seven o'clock at night. Did, so you, uh, was... did you watch your name get announced by uh, Jim White or anything like that? Did you have it on? <laughs> No, I didn't. If you were training in the morning, I assume you didn't have your mobile phone in your shorts with you, so I presume you had to wait until you got back into the dressing room to get your mobile phone message then. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So you must have broken the bloody speed limit then, if that's the case. (laughs) Roughly two o'clock, something like that, Aidy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But... uh, but was it tense? I mean, did you know? Did, obviously, you knew the chances are you were going to get more money and, and a bigger club. Uh, were you tense that it could suddenly go wrong on you, or, or what? You know, or did you just sort of take it as it came? Um, and if it happens, well, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah, a bit of both, to be honest. I was tense because it was something that I, I wanted to do, um, but I was also of the mind frame that if it doesn't come off. I am happy at doing what I'm doing at Yeovil and playing, and um, it was it was one of those really. It was sort of a bit of a win-win in the end. Well, I mean, you've had a you know, I don't mean this to sound disrespectful at all, but but you've had a you know a pretty reasonable career as a footballer. All right, you've not been in the Premier League, but I mean, you've 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 held your own in League One, League Two. Um, you know, for however many years it is you've been playing now, it must be. At least twelve or fifteen, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So you know, to maintain uh, the sort of level that you have over that period of time, I mean, that must be fairly satisfying. It is. Obviously, you you always look and think, "What if this?" and "What if that?" and and um, you always wish that you know you'd gone that one better, one step better. I always wanted to play in the Premier League, but mm. thirty-one now probably. Probably gone, but you know, at the you know at the end of my career, I'll probably look back and be be happy. But it's it's hard when you're in it and you have these dreams of you know these bigger dreams of playing. You know, well when you're younger, for example, you want to, everyone's dreams to play for England, isn't it? Yeah. 
Um, and, I, and I was no different to that. Um, so yeah, it's one of them. I think you'll look back and you'll be you'll be proud of yourself for sure. What about you, Hugo? In that sort of situation, I mean, uh, when you, when you you got brought over to Yeovil, I mean, how did that all come about? It's different because I didn't have that deadline like happened with Edward. Yeah, I have a call from my agent if I want to try and have a look in England football. And I went, I had to wait for the team at that time because they went off to Holland in the preseason. So it's, it's, it's different from my perspective. For example, he had to wait the, the, um, the calls and everything, and I, I have to wait by the team because they were in preseason. But is, I don't think it's a good position for a player to, to stay until the last moment of the, the transfer window. Because we have, we have family with us, living with us, and changing everything again. For example, if he's playing the Oval in the south, he can go to the north, have to change all the lives. And it's not only his life, it's his kids' life and wife's life. So I don't think it's the best to, to, to move at the last minute. But it's football. Yeah. You accept that when you become a footballer, I guess. Yeah, but the, kid, the kid's always suffering, you know? Yeah. A kid with seven, eight, nine years old, he have his own friends on the school and then he have to move to north or to south or something somewhere yeah. else. I don't think it's very positive to the to the kids. No. So and if you don't prepare them because it's the last minute you have to change everything. Like he's saying, he was in Yovel in, in the morning and in after lunch he was in London uh, signing the contract. So I don't think his his kids are prepared to move again. London or move again to, to Manchester or something like that. Well, yeah. to them. My, my daughter's three and a half, so next September she'll be going to school. So if I'm still in Newport, it's like we're having this conversation of what do we do? do does she go to school here? Well, well, I'm actually living in Bristol, so in Bristol somewhere, or does my wife and children move back home to where our family home is in Bayes and Edmonds and and she and they go to school there, and I sort of travel back and forth. Or do we put her in school here and take her out, and then because hmm. obviously at some point you're going to have to take her out from that one. Whereas if you put her back in various Edmonds, you could, you know, keep her in, and, and she can make her friends and make her way. Yeah. So they, they need they they need their own group of friends to 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 begin to have some basis on this life and changing constantly, uh, moving from here to there. For example, if you move, you stay alone, or your kids will stay in, in the in the Bristol, or how are you going to do? That is yeah, the biggest so that, problem. Yeah. That's, a, that's exactly what we're speaking about now. What do you do? Do you know? Do you keep everyone together, and then she goes to school here, but at some point you're going to take her out of that school to, to go back home, or do they go back home now, where where I'll then live apart from them, and have to sort of cut, you know travel in between? So it's difficult. So, decision. And how will be your life living alone or traveling every day? It's not exactly. the same. No. How uh, so, how long a contract have you got at Newport then, Ed? I've got a year at the moment, but right. um, just if it went to two, or you know, I'll sign anywhere else. Yeah. No, it's difficult, isn't it? I, I mean, I can remember, and I, I was. I was 15 and I got dragged out of my school and you might say, well, 15, you know, that's so, but, but I found that uh, difficult and, you know, in one minute mm. I, I was up in London and the next minute I'm dragged out to Somerset. I only had a year, but, but nonetheless, <laughs> it took a while to, you know, to get used to it. Yeah. Being, being old is probably harder to be honest than being younger. Yeah. Because my, my little one probably won't really remember it when she gets older unless it, obviously unless it carries on, but. But Edward, let me ask you: How you are seeing the future? Play a couple seasons more, or and after football, what you are thinking to do? Um, I want to I want to play as long as possible, uh, but I would have to weigh it weigh it up um, because you you can we we have a house back home where I'm from, Barrys Evans. Um, I'm doing my coaching badges this year. Don't know if I really want to be a coach, but I want to have them to fall back on if I need them. Um, it's really difficult actually because I've I've come straight from school to to playing football. I never had a job in between that, um, so I've never tried anything else in life to know what you know. What do I enjoy? What do I like it's, doing? It scare you? Know? you? Yeah, 
yeah, no idea. Yeah. I don't know what I like doing. Never tried anything. I, I remember when I drop, I begin to cry. So is is will be the most difficult decision of your life. And if you are if you are a top player like Messi or something like that, that you earn a lot of money, that you can you are relaxed for the rest of your life. If you are a normal player, because that kind of guys are a normal players. If you yeah. are a normal player and you need to keep doing something to have a good life, will be difficult to to change. You know, it's not easy. I don't want to yeah. to, to scare you, but it's not easy. <laughs> I'm scared enough. You're doing a good job, Hugo. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to... No pressure. But it's true. We have a, when, you, when you are playing, you have a fantastic life that at the same... Sometimes we don't realize how good it is. For example, each time now that I'm going to my, my, my job, I pass in front of Fadian Stadium and I see the guys training in the, in the pitch and everything. And we never realize how good it is when we are outside and have that all that comfort, you know, instead of going to a company and stays there and working and it's different. And we don't, we don't realize because we never, we never have another job until we have it. And when we have yeah. it, we see the, the difference. It's not easy. Everything is accomplished, but it's not easy. You only got as what a DJ, Ed? Sorry? Any good as a DJ or a radio presenter? <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> well, if Rick, if Rick could do it, he can. Yeah, yeah thank you very much. Uh, that's all right. 15 all. Thank <laughs> you. Um, <laughs> moving back to football, lads, what about VAR? Um, you know, we've we've had this, we're told it's it's going to be eased, I suppose is the best way to describe it. But there was an occasion, two occasions where the old lines appeared across the screen. <laughs> And frankly, I couldn't see any difference between when when they did it then and when they did it last season, when they were, you know, pulling people up for having a, a nostril over the line. What, what do we think about I'm that? I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought this up, Abe, because Newcastle have have had a couple of <laughs> decisions already this season. And we're, only, we're only two games in, but um, obviously they had two different ones yesterday. Um, the one where um, it was the penalty, wasn't it, where Lascelles handballed it. I thought yeah. he did handball it. I don't think there was anything about it, but I thought he was very close. But I guess because of where it was in the pitch and where the ball was going, as it was going right into the back of the net, that had some impact on it. But I did agree with Steve Bruce, um, be interested in the guy's perspective on this, that it did look exactly the same as last season when it came to marginal gains, which I don't necessarily have a problem with, but I have a problem with the fact that they said that it would be so different and you wouldn't see it being quite so micro, um, quite so under the microscope as it was last. Yeah, exactly. But also Steve Bruce made a good uh, good comment, which, you know, Newcastle fans will say that that isn't always the case, but there was a couple of decisions last week where they didn't show the lines at all, whereas the lines were back out uh, this weekend. So just a little bit of confusion over there, um, over how that works for me. Hmm. Ed, what do you think? I know you don't have to cope with it in, in uh, League uh, League One, but I mean, you know, what do you think about it? I think it's catch-22. Where do you draw the line? You want to say, oh, you know, literally <laughs> yeah yeah literally yeah like you give you go, give the strikers a benefit doubt but well no not if not if it's caused you know a cup winning moment definitely not but then like, like i said i just don't know i don't know how you do you give them a yard do you, i don't know do you give them half a yard it's just it's just impossible i think it's an impossible situation hmm. i it's can't see there being a would... good outcome well what one thing that might help with it is that is the Situations where video assistants, if you want to call it or whatever, are most successful are cricket and rugby. And with both of those, you hear the officials talking through the decision. So in, if, even if you don't understand the decision or don't agree with the decision, so if you don't agree with the decision, at least you understand how they got to that decision. So it makes a little bit more, a little bit more sense than just having nothing and then the result at the end of it. Yeah, that's a very good point. That's a very, yeah, I'd be very interested because you sort of, like you said, even if they explain it and you think, well, they've got that wrong, but I can see what they think. Exactly, that's what of, I mean. You, yeah, you let it go, I suppose. But 
You can't say Where's you that? can't say scrap VAR because you could goal gets scored that's offside and wins the cup final. Yeah, say, no you cup need to, you need to know you need to know if it's offside or not. It's too big a. Yeah, well, we had we had it last year in the cup final, didn't we? Was it was it the Chilwell goal that was chalked off for a marginal yeah, game? Was it? Yeah. 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 Just one other point we haven't mentioned yet. Have Liverpool ever gone the whole season uh, not losing away from home? I think not. Just thought I'd throw no. that one in. Yeah, well done on getting that result with a 1-1 draw down at St Mary's. I'm sure you're really pleased with that. Well, I am, yes. And I'm pretty sure that we will beat Wolves on Saturday and go one ahead of Arsenal and therefore be the outright holders of the record. So have some of that, Johnny. You can have it. Fine. As, as long as we beat Chelsea on Saturday, oh, but you know, big game already. No, I'd like to see you draw on Saturday, frankly. I think the best result for United has got to be a draw. But we'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, we're, we're we're getting quite near cut-off time, chaps. So I just warn you now. Uh, we've got a little bit. We've got about three or four minutes left, but uh, it is getting close. Um, Brandon Williams to Norwich. Good move for him. Do you think? Definitely. Yeah. Well, he's not a bad player, is he? I think he's one for the future. No, he'll get minutes. He's not going to get minutes at United, so... And what about Harry Kane? We haven't really spoken much about Harry Kane, but, I mean... Is he going to Norwich? No, but, you know... uh, (laughs) Into Norwich. Is he he actually going to go? What's going to happen there? Do we... we Anybody got any ideas on that? How do you see it all finishing? Because I think he's going to get... He's going to stay at Tottenham, personally, but... I don't know. What does everybody else think? I think we'll... You think what? I think he'll stay unless there's an Ed Upson-style transfer saga at the last minute. All oh, right. Okay. There could be because those sort of things, the big transfers, they always go down to the last day, really, don't they? Berbatov style, maybe. Was he? He was quite a high-profile one, wasn't he? Andy Carroll. That's good one. Uh, another one. But if he. If Berbatov. he does stay at Spurs, if he does stay at Spurs, don't be surprised if Lewandowski goes to uh, City. City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be he's surprised to see before, that. Hasn't he? So, mm. he has. But not, not, not by the same same amount of money. No, no. Yeah. City City will not have time to to resolve some yeah. of their own problems, like Bernardo Silva and another players that with the game of uh, Harry Kane or or Lewandowski. They will not play, but there's a lot of money on that play, in that players. So how they resolve that in the last minute? Mm, interesting. You don't know what's in place at the moment. There might be stuff already decided, and it just depends how things go. And you resort I mean, the plan I mean, most of it done. They still use fax machines, so God knows how they get it all done on the last day. Yeah. And finally, Danny Ings to um, Aston Villa yeah. I think that's a good yeah, good buy it's happened already how is it yes the, the, the most satisfying thing about it is that it was Mings to Ings on Saturday and I would never yeah. tire of hearing <laughs> what did I say Danny Mings no 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 Tyrone Mings to, oh see I've confused him already look but Villa, oh. Villa have now got Mings and Ings Mm, indeed. So on Saturday, Adrian, Mings passed to Ings? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'm not going to be commentating, so it's not really my problem. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we shall see. Anyway, look, gentlemen, uh, the time has come to say goodbye. So thank you very much, Ed, for joining us. Um, I do hope we can convince you to come on again from time to time because it's a long season and we like to have at least one or two... Um, ex-professionals or even current professionals on the show so hopefully i can persuade you to come on again in the not too distant future yeah no doubt you enjoyed it good enjoyed it. excellent That's thanks for the deadline day yeah yeah bring your yellow tie out though ed bring your yellow tie if you're doing yeah. deadline day eat your white eat your heart <laughs> out jim white yeah. hugo thank you for joining <laughs> us from porto porto thank porto you. and because uh, i was late needless to say i should be ringing you again soon i expect for another appearance because you're always good value so appreciate your help mate thank you and so ed uh, ed we've done ed haven't we hilda well done mate you better get started. No worries, mate. Have you got yourself all sorted yeah. out for extra time? 
Yeah, no, everything's fine. I was just looking at Hugo and he's wearing a shirt how I always think that I am wearing mine but can't pull it off. No, quite. Well, you've got a long way to go to catch him, mate, I tell you. And Rick, thanks for joining us, old dog. I will speak to you all next week. But in the meantime, for those who have listened to us, thank you very much for joining us and please join us again next week. Goodbye. is a blow Shoots up through the stony ground There's no room No space You've been listening to I can't believe it. Football, bloody hell It's all over you It's a beautiful